Well, happy Thanksgiving week to all from 48 Days. Do you love your work? Do you think it's possible? Well, you're about to find out. It's time for 48 Days to the Work You Love with Dan Miller on the 48 Days Online Radio Show. Whether you need a professional tune-up or a work overhaul, this is the program for you. Now, here's your host, Dan Miller. Well, it is Thanksgiving week. I hope you're having a wonderful week, no matter when you're listening to this, even if you're listening to it six months later. I hope you're having a wonderful week. We're going to talk about making Thanksgiving perpetual. It's an ongoing event in our lives, no matter what the week is, no matter what the time of year is at all. Well, our sponsor today is Harry's Razors, the absolute best razor in the world. I'll tell you why I believe that and more in just a few minutes. Here's some of the questions we'll be looking at today. Dan, can I continue to make progress on my goals even through the holidays? How can I move forward on my dreams with this level of fear and hate in our country? Well, those are some things that people are concerned with for sure. Should those be obstacles for us? Are these going to hold us back? Dan, should I go back to school for dental hygiene because of better pay? Dan, can I really make money coaching other people? Well, we'll look at those. We'll get through as much as we can today. Thanks for being with us. Here's our quotation for the day. It comes from Henry, Henry David Thoreau, who said, I am grateful for what I am and have. My Thanksgiving is perpetual. How about that? My Thanksgiving is perpetual. I like that. Don't need to wait for one day of the year to be grateful. It's something that can elevate our success all year long. Well, you know, I'm pretty particular about how I start my day. In fact, one of my most popular books is The Rudder of the Day, because I believe that first hour of the day sets the stage for what our day is going to be like. Part of my starting the day is grabbing that orange handle on my Harry's razor to get a clean, close shave. Now, I know some of you like stubble, and it's kind of cool to have a beard and all that. Boy, not me. I want to be fresh, clean, shaven, ready to start the day. It makes me feel more confident and ready to go. Hey, we got a special offer right now. Harry's is so confident in the quality of their blades. They'll send you the popular free trial set, which comes with a razor, a five-blade cartridge, and shaving gel. All that's free when you sign up for a shave plan. Just pay shipping. Plus, there's a special offer for fans of 48 Days. Get a bottle of Harry's post-shave balm added to your order for free when you visit harrys.com slash 48 days. So go to harrys.com slash 48 days right now to claim your free trial set and post-shave balm. That's harrys.com slash 48 days. You know, I just got another one of those boxes sent to me that I just described there with the uh, razor, the shaving gel, and all that in it. Harry spoils me. I know I brag about them, but uh, they, they spoil me. But it's not just because they send me goodies that I promote them. I tell you about them because I think it is, in fact, the best razor out there. Well, I also want to tell you about my friends at Pax Financial. Then we'll get into our questions. Hey, if you know me, you know I love real estate. You know, the stock market can be pretty difficult to understand and quite candidly frightening. That's why I want you to call my friends at Pax Financial Group. They want your money to grow but they will only take risk to the degree you're comfortable. You can be conservative or you can be aggressive and you can use real estate or antique cars or Buffalo nickels. If you want to, they'll help you create an individual plan to grow your wealth. 
I think you really enjoy working with Pax Financial Group. They have the heart of a teacher and don't have that Wall Street yuppity feel. Call Pax Financial Group at 210-881-5700 or visit their website at paxfinancialgroup.com. Now here's an additional gift for you. They have an ebook titled 10 Effective Strategies to Build a Money Legacy Within Your Grandchildren. It's really great. Just go to paxfinancialgroup.com slash 48 days again to get your free ebook, 10 Effective Strategies to Build a Money Legacy Within Your Grandchildren. paxfinancialgroup.com slash 48 days. Well, I want to give you an update on some things that are happening around here. One of those has to do with our seminars. Uh, Terry Hathaway put a discussion up in 48days.net kind of explaining our updates, but we had about... Well, we had about a hundred of you that came on as business partners a few months ago for the facilitating the new seminars. Well, and we set it out so that it would be something that you would facilitate. You would really lead, kind of lead the discussions, interact. And what we found out really quickly is that you all wanted an easier way to present it. You wanted the easy button. And so we provided that. So rather than just being something that you facilitate, we went back and we pulled it back in. We haven't brought on any new business partners in quite some time because we brought it back in. We refined the material. We added 48 videos. So now Terry has put together each session is about 48 minutes in length and it walks you all the way through. So you can just push the button and it takes people all the way through the discussions, gives them time to complete the discussions. It's me coming in periodically and talking about the material that they're covering in the workbooks. So it's going to be a whole lot easier for you to facilitate that. So if you're one of our existing business partners, Hey, we're thrilled to have you involved. We're going to make what you're doing a whole lot easier. And if you're going to be looking for that, new business opportunity or new way to serve your church or community in 2017. Uh, stay tuned. We'll be announcing that in just a few weeks where we'll be ready to go and bringing people on again to give you an opportunity to share in your community. That's the 48 days to the work you love seminar. A lot of great things happening in the 48 days.net community. I see new things in there. There's a uh, Aaron Robeson has a great blog up about how to survive the holidays with style and grace. Good advice on how to handle stress. Uh, John Henderson has an interesting piece on how to quit your job. Um, uh, Jason Kabler has a great piece up on 13 tips to complete your debt-free journey. How to get out of debt. So a lot of things there. It's an opportunity for you to contribute or to grow by accessing the advice and opinions uh, resources of other people who are in the 48days.net community. Also want to remind you, we got our 48 Days Eagles program. Yes, that is coming. We're going to be introducing a new way for people to be connected where we really have more interaction, more resources than we've ever had available. So stay tuned for that as well. We'll be announcing that shortly. Well, this comes from James who says, Dan, I heard your podcast today. Now this is kind of, this is representative. I pulled this one because it's representative of a lot of things that we're hearing. Last week, I talked about the fact that it didn't really make a whole lot of difference, you know, who got elected in terms of what your life is going to be like. You know, you can look back eight years, you know, is your life dramatically different, good or bad, because President Obama has been in the White House, probably not a lot of direct impact. You know, and so if you're happy about the election results we just had or discouraged, 
you know, either way, it's probably not going to make a whole lot of difference in how your life unfolds in the next four years. But this is James note. Dan, I heard your podcast today. I agree a hundred percent. It's not who's in the white house, but who's in your house. However, this year is different. There are acts of violence and harassment happening all over the country based on race. Muslims, Jews, and blacks are scared for their safety. Alt-right groups are seen in videos. Hail saluting Trump, praising Nazis. I could go on. You get the point. I wish you'd address this. Please. This election has woken a level of hate I've never seen. Please don't ignore that. People are afraid of tackling their dreams. They're afraid of being the victim of hate crimes, turning the clock back on civil rights. Best James. Well, James, again, I think you spoke for a lot of people. Yes, there is concern. I don't think things are dramatically different than what they were eight years ago, 12 years ago, or 20 years ago, or 50 years ago, for that matter. Yes, we have easier ways of communicating, so we know more about what's happening. But I think at the very core, it's not a whole lot different than it's been for a very long time. Now, there's a there was a blog written by my friend Sean Edwards. Sean is Ray Edwards' son. And he wrote a piece that got dramatic, went viral, got dramatic responses, hundreds of responses. And it was titled, Why Your Reaction to the Election May Say More About You Than the Election. Now, he went on to talk about seeing, you know, he didn't really have high expectations for either way it was going to go and was together with some friends as they watched the election unfold. And then he started, you know, hearing people sobbing about the results. He says, and it broke my heart. Now here's what Sean, I'm going to quote Sean a couple things here because I think it shed some light on this issue. Sean says the problem isn't with the system, even though the system has many problems. The problem isn't with Trump, even though Trump has many problems. The problem isn't why Hillary lost, even though there are many reasons she did. The problem is the faith, the trust, and the hope we place in one individual we think can change the course of our lives. There's a growing concept out there, he says, that some are referring to as the cult of the presidency. You see, the president was never meant to be very powerful. He or she was merely supposed to execute the laws that Congress enacted. Uh, Don't get me wrong. They still gave the president a lot of power, but the president can't legislate. The president can't make laws. The president can't do most of the things we want the government to do. And the president can't do 90% of the things that they promise they'll do. They just don't have the power to do that. Now he goes on, but that is a sentiment that I share. It's unrealistic. The power that we give the president, if that's going to be Donald Trump, He's not going to come knocking on your door and send you back to your own country or tell you can't do what you're going to do. I mean, he just doesn't have that kind of power. What we have to do is realize, yes, it's an emotional time, but this hate, fear, dream crushing, I mean, that's given such unrealistic power to Donald Trump. It's ridiculous. We are the president of our own lives We can plan what we want to do just like we would have if the election results would have been different or just like if it's four years back in the past or four years in the future. I mean, just I was together this morning with some guys had lunch at Dave Dave or breakfast at Dave Ramsey's office with some guys where we had met together for 12 years. And now we've not been meeting together for three years. And it's amazing how quickly the time goes by. But as we're, 
sharing the kind of things. I mean, we're sharing the results of seeds that we planted in our lives 15 years ago, as you are. What happens today isn't going to have a direct bearing on the things that you've already set the foundational things in place for. You're going to continue moving toward the kind of goals or lack thereof that you've set. So your life is going to continue to unfold in much the same way as it has. Well, again, thanks. Thanks for your note, man. I, I, you know, I, I appreciate what you're saying, James. Um, but I think we're putting an unrealistic emphasis. We're putting unrealistic power in the hands of one man who doesn't even have that. I mean, you watch what's going to happen. Donald Trump isn't going to come in and change everything. Things move very, very slowly through the wheels of our government. Uh, that can be good or bad as well. Certainly, he'll try to initiate some change, but there's not going to be a whole lot that's going to change my life directly or your life directly. Jeremy says, good day. I've read through a few of your books and for a while listened to your podcast. Uh, good stuff. I'm reading through John Maxwell's 90 Days to Growth. The challenge today was in writing a statement, turning a habitual negative thought around. I've been at 225 pounds for years, struggling to get below 220. I want to be around 210 and hold there. I wrote about my thinking and staying at 225, recalling that I've said out of my own mouth, you know, I just can't get below 225. Now, there's a great example, just to do an insert here. There's a great example of what Jeremy's saying. What we say becomes our reality more than any kind of external forces. And when Jeremy says, you know, I just can't get below 25, he's preparing his mind to confirm the reality that he can't get below 25. So Jeremy continues. Anyway, I made a declaration that I can weigh 210. I have the self-control, motivation, dedication, and discipline. Then I went crazy and said I can get to 210 from 225 by my birthday, January 8th. I wondered how many days it was, and I counted 48 days. I thought of you. Wondered if you had any thoughts on getting through the holidays. I do like to eat, and in 48 days, dropping 15 pounds or more. I'd appreciate any thoughts you have. Happy Thanksgiving, Jeremy. Well, thanks, Jeremy. Happy Thanksgiving to you. You know, it sounds excellent and it sounds exciting for you. Being clear about your goal and having a clear timeline like that are the biggest factors. It really doesn't matter if it's through the holidays or some other time of the year. There are always things that are going to be distractions. There are always going to be things that try to pull us away from our goals. But the main thing is to be clear and be committed. You can do that and you can blaze right through the holidays. No problem at all. I mean, when you have an abundance of food that's set out there, I mean, it's always like that. If you go to a restaurant, they're going to give you a portion that would feed three people. You're going to have to make the decision not to eat all that food that they put in front of you. You know, if you join your friends at a smorgasbord somewhere at a potluck, there's so much food there. You're going to have to make those decisions and those things come up again and again and again, no matter what the time of year, believe me. Jackie says, I live in England. I listen to your podcast regularly as a result, following your principles. I already have a good job in a field I love. I'm earning five times what I was two years ago. But I looked out for a post where my unique gifts and abilities were essential to that job. I work for a Christian organization. The entry-level post I took at age 54 um, needless to say, I've moved onward and upward, hence the salary hike. That's not enough for me. And what's Jackie is saying, she goes on to say she has a passion for growing cut flowers, wants to grow a side business. 
says, I've heard you talk about finding 15 hours to start a coaching business. How might that apply to building an online presence or maybe launching an e-course or webinar? Thanks so much for all you do, Jackie. Well, Jackie, great question. Let me go back to, and revisit that, how to use 15 hours a week. That's a reasonable time frame for somebody to be investing in building a side business, even while being employed full time. Now, in working with coaches, what I recommend is that they carve out those 15 hours, and divide them as follows. Three hours to be invested in reading, studying, gathering new knowledge. Three hours. of the 15 hours invested in that five hours creating content, working on your book courses, coaching packages, and so on five hours in that four hours, then working directly with clients and three hours working directly in marketing efforts to build your brand and reputation. Now what's your time investment in each of those is may change a little bit in building an online presence. I don't know enough about the business that you want to build, but If you make sure that you're continuing to gather information, but not using the whole 15 hours, that's where most people go. They think, well, I'm going to start a sideline business. And so they invest 15 hours a week doing nothing but gathering new knowledge. That doesn't necessarily move you closer to having a real business. So in your case, creating content, yeah, you're going to create some information about cut flowers. However, you're going to do that. You mentioned starting a course. And then the four hours working directly with clients, I'm not sure how that would apply there uh, based on what you're trying to do. You may be able to eliminate that or just increase the hours in a couple other areas. And then three hours, marketing. What are you going to do to let people know about it? What are you going to do in social media? You know, what are you going to do to build your own list? What have you already done for that? And I have a friend, Ian Cron, who has a new book out, Road Back to You, about using the Enneagram. Well, he didn't really have much of a list, but he made it possible for people to do a real quick and simple kind of process to find out where they are on the Enneagram and in two weeks got over 20,000 people. So now he has those people to market a study guide, a course that he's developing. And it was a great way to do that. So you want to do something like that. Can you develop something that you give away free? So you start building a list very, very quickly much more so than if you just started a podcast or started a blog where you're going to do that over a long period of time. Now this comes from Lorian who says, I need a kernel of Dan's wisdom. I'm a 32 year old single mother of two. I separated from my ex-husband two and a half years ago. Ever since I've been struggling to support my family on the nominal wage I make. I'm a longtime subscriber to the 48 days weekly newsletters even have the original 48 days to the work you love book. I went to cosmetology school about 10 years ago where I learned my aesthetics license and have a one year community college under my belt. I have two real passions in life, skincare, makeup, artistry, and writing. But I live in a small town in Kansas where that's not, there's not much work in that industry. And she goes on now, she goes on through here. Uh, She's now employed as an optician, which is a, fancy title for a person selling glasses for several years. Um, now for several years, Lorian says I've looked into going back to school to enter a dental hygiene program. I would not say it's my passion, but mostly because became intrigued with it because I read that it was an expanding market and only a two year program. And they earn an average between 40 and $70,000 annually. That's quite a bit more than I've ever made would give me financial security and being the sole breadwinner for my house. 
It's also a career with a sort of family-friendly, flexible work schedule where you can earn quite a decent living if you're only working part-time. Now, she goes through, you know, she's fearful of starting something new, getting additional student loan debt. And then Lorian says, then I started to think if I'm going to spend all this money and effort winning a degree, shouldn't I go back to school for something I really love? I've always loved writing, wanted to pursue something in that area. Used to write children's stories as a child myself. I've written down some of the stories I would tell my daughter at bedtime. And she goes on. It's very lengthy. I, I checked the words, Lorianna, in your note to me. It was 1,143 words, which is uh, a, pretty much exactly 20 times the suggested length for questions. So I'm, I'm catching a quick couple snippets here to kind of get the essence of your question. Do you think I should go back to school? Would it be a safer bet providing a more stable career, even though I may, may or may not like it? Should I take the plunge and just start marketing myself to get gigs and build from there in her skincare and makeup? I really want to provide a better life for my children, but also one I love and enjoy. How do you tell if it's worth pursuing a passion as a career or keeping it as a hobby? Okay, a lot of things there. What I would suggest with you being in the financial state that you are, I really wouldn't recommend going back to school. I mean, it's clear that you're going to have to just borrow the money to do that. And you're going to come out of school at the other end. And in this case, with something that you aren't even sure that you'll enjoy, but just in the hope of having a better paying job, that's really not a very good motivation for going back to school. I would encourage you, since it is something that you love, to pursue your skin makeup, your skin care. My gosh, I know a lot of ladies who are in that, whether they're with Mary Kay, an established brand, or just doing it on their own, who are doing extremely well. And the fact that you're in a small town, I, I don't care how small it is, there's going to be ladies. I mean, you can't take care of 300 ladies. And in a small town, if you had 30 regular customers that you're working with, you could still do very, very well. But I still am going to encourage you to follow something that you really already enjoy, know that you're good at, already have some a license and training in. Don't just throw that away. I can I can consider that I would, if I were in your shoes, I would build on that. Yeah. Don't go back to school, become a dental hygienist because you think they more money. No. Pursue what you already have right at your disposal, but learn how to market and sell yourself well. And that you can do. I mean, get the little Andrew or Dale Carnegie book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. I mean, my goodness, just learn how to present yourself well. You're going to have to do that no matter what you pursue as a career. Ultimately, you are selling a product and that product is yourself. So just do that in line with something that you already care about and believe in. All right, Michael says, I'm starting a new business a nonprofit production company. I have a program on anti-bullying that needs some small sponsorship. Who would I send a nonprofit sponsorship request to via email? The total package is $5,000. I'm looking for any partnership in Nashville for a national campaign from 100 to $5,000. Well, this is not something that you just do easily. You just throw it out there and somebody gives you money because you've got an anti-bullying campaign that you want to promote. You have to be real intentional to get sponsorship money. Frankly, I think it's harder to get donations or sponsorship money than it is just to work and get the money through some creative 
for-profit business idea. But be that as it may, yes, you can get sponsors for an anti-bullying campaign. Let me just give you some, um, some, just some tidbits, just some pointers. You need to be real clear about your demographic and your platform. Who is your message going to get to? Who are the people who are going to hear about it? That's really what a sponsor wants to know. Not just that you're doing something worthwhile. Who is going to hear about it? What are the statistics you've got about that market? Be real clear about that. Be real clear about the spending power and purchasing habits of your target market. And see, this is where it gets a little tricky. If you're, if you're going to go into high schools and just talk to high school kids, that's going to be difficult to get sponsorship money because the people you're talking to are not the people making spending decisions. And ultimately a sponsor is looking to promote their brand. So if Nike or whoever, you know, is going to promote, they want to have some influence with your target market that ultimately they're going to spend money in the products they sell. So be real clear about the demographics of your target audience. You can do, you know, what you're talking about is cause-related kind of marketing. That's hot right now. People do want their name connected with that. But you've got to have a real clear proposal. You can't just email something to somebody. Work on having a team around you. I mean, I would even consider encourage you to have an advisory board. I mean, surround your people yourself with people who have some experience in this show that you have put together an a team that'll carry a lot of weight with potential sponsors as well. Now, the other thing is you say that, you know, you only need $5,000 and you'd take a hundred dollar donation or whatever sponsorship. Don't do that. I mean, it's a pain in the neck. This is like going to a bank and saying that you need to borrow a thousand dollars to start a business. It takes just as much work for the bank to loan you a thousand dollars as it does 50,000 and they make a whole lot more money on 50,000. It really isn't worth their time to deal with a thousand dollar loan. And that's the response that you're going to get from potential sponsors here as well. I mean, ask for $10,000, make it something big, make it something worthwhile and you'll get more excitement than if you're asking for just a small amounts. Don't think it works to your advantage to only need $5,000. It really works to your disadvantage because it's such a small project. Why would somebody want to get involved with that? I'd up the ante, you know, show that you're going to be in front of a big group of people. Have statistics, again, on who's going to be hearing this message. And then Google sponsor proposal. I mean, just put that in a Google search. You're going to get a whole lot of templates that can help you put together a real good, a real solid sponsorship proposal that'll help you get out of the gate. Now there's a lot of you that are asking about our coaching with excellence events in 2017. There are three of them. They are here. Here's the dates. I want to give you just a little bit of information on this and then we're going to wrap it up for today. It's a holiday week. We're going to go, go short today. So our coaching with excellence events are going to be January 12th and 13th. That's Martin Luther King weekend. We purposely put them around holiday weekends because people love to come to Nashville. And then if it's a holiday weekend, there's usually an extra day, like a Monday off. And so people enjoy a weekend here and can do some sightseeing, visiting all the cool things in Franklin and Nashville. So the first one is January 12th and 13th. The second is May 25th and 26th. That's Memorial Day weekend. 
and the third is August 31st and September 1st. So those are the three weekends. Now you hear me talk a lot about coaches here, what coaches are doing. Our coaches, and we help them develop, what is it that you bring to the table that makes you unique, that makes you distinctive? What is your unique value proposition that you bring as a coach? And I want to give you a couple examples of what people are doing here. These are real 48 days coaches who are in our coaching mastery program and the kind of cool things that they're doing to set themselves apart and give them a unique position and a unique coaching experience with their clients. Giovanna Ellison, you've heard me talk about her lady J she has rocked it probably more than any coach that's ever come through our system and what she's done in the first couple of years of her coaching. But she had a lady that she was working with who wanted to be seen as more of an authority. Now, this lady has never worn makeup a day in her life. But Giovanna took her for an all day experience at Nordstrom's in Los Angeles. They did a full makeup sessions. They met with wardrobe consultants, bought new clothes, practiced speaking with authority, how to walk, how to stand, basic etiquette. You know how she transformed that lady's success in that one day of doing those things? Now, see, that's outside the normal realm of coaching, where you think coaching is just talking. No, coaching is transforming the lives of your clients, and you may have a unique thing that you bring to the table that makes it a really unique experience. Mark West from over in Chattanooga is one of our coaches. Mark is a professional race car driver. Now, in addition, I mean, he doesn't do that full time. He's an investor and he's, you know, business builder and coach, but he, he does race professionally. So he's a race car. He can take a client or two or three. He has special privileges at the racetrack over there can take them, put them in fully equipped race cars and have a day of racing. Now think about that in terms of just breaking through barriers, breaking through fear, doing things you've never done before. What an amazing experience to be able to do that as part of a real coaching process. Mark Ross, another one of our coaches. He's an artist, an amazing artist. He can do a personalized painting to capture the process of change that was accomplished in working with somebody. We think about engaging with a coach and then having as a takeaway, something you're going to hang on your wall for the rest of your life that really captures the essence of that transformational period in your life. Dan Atkins, he can provide backstage passes to Broadway shows because of his own acting connections. So he's an actor. So he may, as part of the coaching process, have you act out your feelings. I mean, I can really attest to the power of that. I mean, as part of my own counseling years ago that I was where I was being counseled with a psychiatrist. I mean, I was going through dream therapy and acted out my scenes for my dreams, but it was, it was the most transformational growth period that I've ever been in as a result of doing that, acting out scenes in my dreams. Well, Michelle Gooch, another one of our coaches, she provides kinetic sand for clients to shape. So as you're talking, they can shape things, doing things with their hands, bringing to life, you know, something they're talking about, something they're working on. Michael McGreevy, he talks, to, takes clients on a hike to overcome fear. He's a real 
expert in that arena, how to overcome fear with his own personal story of doing that. So he takes clients on a hike to overcome fear, tap into new reserves of ability. I mean, those are just some of the things, some of the cool things. So you may have something that you bring to the table that would make your coaching unique. We have people in all areas. We have people who are doing parenting coaching, health and nutrition coaching, um, God, getting over fear. We have people who are doing gardening coaching and some of those kind of things. It could be podcast coaching or blog coaching, you know, online web development coaching. I mean, there are people with all different kinds of applications, but we look for how they can use their unique background and skills that they have in order to make a, a unique coaching experience. So, hey, go to go to 48days.com, check on live events. You'll see the coaching with excellence events coming up. Uh, the one in January is filling up. Um, I'm not sure how many seats we got left. We cap them at 48, but we'd be delighted to see you. Have you come through and talk to us about that? So I'll put the links in the show notes the, for the Coaching with Excellence. And then also the cruise that's coming up. Cruise coming up in February, our Ultimate Advantage Cruise, where we're going to be having as a theme, Living Well, Doing Good. I'm so excited about that. Can't sleep at night. Getting ready for that. Really, really excited about that. With that, hey, I'm going to wrap it up. And I'm, we're going to go out today with a piece of music, uh, not our regular 48 Days song, but rather just with an old classic Thanksgiving song. Come, thankful people, come, raise the song of-